Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Garden Report on CLNS and Celtics Blog. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Nick Gelso of CLNS. And uh, the Celtics are in first place in the Eastern Conference. And as they break down everything around us, the Cleveland Cavaliers are also breaking down right now. They have somehow lost another game where they collapsed in the fourth quarter, got to overtime, and then again lost. And now the Celtics have control of first place. They need to win on Wednesday in their final game of the season against Milwaukee. Or alternatively, they could lose that game if Cleveland loses as well, which I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland right. lost yet again. This time they didn't have LeBron and Kyrie, so it wasn't quite as shocking, but it still was pretty shocking. But the Celtics, you know, they crushed a really, as we saw, a pretty mediocre Brooklyn team today. They did, and but I think it was good for ramping up for the playoffs. You saw Al Horford really getting involved into the offense. Avery Bradley looks healthy again, and all that combined looks good. Also, Jonas Drebko off the bench. He was so big. He was great. And he was so big last playoff, last year in the playoffs. Rebounding. Celtics need help rebounding. Tonight they out-rebounded New Jersey. They pulled in 50 boards, and that, that was a big deal for the Celtics. Yeah, there's a lot of wandering through the paint. Like People are wandering through the shot. And <laughs> it's funny, the Celtics weren't distracted tonight like Nick is because they they ha- they knew that they had to win this game. Otherwise, this one seed was over. As much as they want to say that it's not on their minds, Brad Stevens said that again, Come as on. he always does. Come on. We heard cheering coming from Come the on. training room. Come on, we heard the cheers. all the players were. <laughs> but then Isaiah came out and said, well, I just found out. We I, they just oh put it on the Oh, oh my, my lord! <laughs> so you know, and that's you know they, they they have to do that because they want to be they want to be tough. Right. They want teams to not think that right. they're excited for where they are because. They, you know, they but Isaiah flat out said, you know, he's excited about first in the Atlantic Division. Even he never won a division championship. We don't really count that here. But for Isaiah, he said he had no problem saying it was a big deal. He was proud of number one in the East. So. I think there's a lot of pride there. You saw the Celtics come out with intensity tonight against it. It was the Nets, but at the same time, they had intensity, and, and, and it paid off. So the Celtics pulled it out. Well, they didn't fall flat on their faces to start this one, which was a nice, I guess, change of pace from Good change what of pace. happened last time. Uh, so before we go, it looks like they could see Miami or Chicago if they hold on to that one seat here. I think we kind of covered this last uh, in the last uh, Garden Report that we did, so not to be too repetitive now. Do you think they have an? Which Can I flip flop on this? <laughs> I don't even remember what you said last time. I said Chicago in our last show. After tonight, watching the Miami game, might it's it's a toss up to me. Chicago, Miami, both of them are going to be dangerous. Both of them are going to be really good. And the Celtics have they can't have any letdowns, can't have any lulls. They gotta continue to build momentum into the postseason. 
Well, I want to see some national TV rondo in the garden. Uh, that would be a lot of fun in the first round. Oh, the pressers should be fun, too. Oh, God. So <laughs> it will be so gregarious, you won't believe it. Okay, we're short, we're sweet from the garden tonight. We'll see you after Wednesday's game, the regular season finale, where they need to beat the Milwaukee Bucks or they could lose the Bucks if Cleveland loses. They'll hold on to that first seed. We will see you then. This is the Garden Report brought to you by SeatGeek. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jimmy Toscano here from the Garden Report coming to you just after a huge Celtics win over here at the TD Garden. This place was absolutely rocking, and you can expect to hear and see that the rest of the way from the regular season on into the playoffs. My question to you, do you want to be a part of that? Because if so, listen up. As the playoff push heats up, SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. Maybe a little Isaiah Thomas three-pointer, a Joel J. Crowder put-back dunk. Who knows? It could be anything. SeatGeek will be there to get you closer to the action for a great value. I got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. And I actually did just use SeatGeek recently to buy some tickets, not to the Celtics, but to the other team who plays here in the TD Garden, the Boston Bruins. Switch it up a little bit. I don't need to buy Celtics tickets, folks. Remember that. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. Saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, as we mentioned, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with complete confidence. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. I know my guy Jared Weiss recently used it to buy some Kanye West tickets. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So now you really got to listen. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, first you're going to do is download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter this promo code, Garden Report. Easy enough, right? Garden Report. One word, Garden Report. Also known as the best Celtics postgame show ever created. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Garden Report, and we will see you inside the TD Garden. Probably played good. Probably played really good. Um, you know, the energy was great. Um, you know, when you get in games like this, you know, the teams are going to make runs. They're going to run at us. I it real close. We probably fouled a little too much in the third. Um, you know, we need to be better. And, um, Got a little lazy in transition defense, um, but honestly, for the most part, I felt like we, you know, guys played hard. And you know, I can't can't complain. Our guys were really trying, and you know, that's the team over there that they've been playing much better as of late. And uh, you know, they just played hard. They, they keep coming at you. You have to, you know, just put them away. At this time of the season, no games are easy. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you would think, you know, a team in their position would, would you know, fold after halftime, but. Those guys, you know, stuck with it. Um, and credit to, you know, to Kenny and, and their coaches and what they're doing over there. Al, what does it mean to you to be going to the final game of the season knowing that at, at the very least you guys are tied for first, not just in, in the East? Um, you know, I think it's a, uh, it's a good feeling. Uh, you know, starting the beginning of the year, uh, we struggled 
uh, at the beginning of the season, and um, you know, we started to get it going as the season went on, and uh, we just keep getting better as a group. Um, so I'm, I'm just proud of, of the guys and what we've been able to accomplish this regular season because it's, uh, sometimes it's easier said than done. You have to go out and you have to play the games, and, and I feel like our guys, um, you know, we've gotten better throughout the year. How much do you think it will help you guys as a team the fact that your preferred starting five has played some games together, but not obviously as many as you guys would like at this point? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we can't control that. Um, we feel confident enough in each other. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's all about making the most of it and, and really not only a starting five, but, you know, our second unit and, and whichever guy that steps in there, you know, it's important. They'll bring something to the table, so that's that's our mindset going into the playoffs. Uh, Brad, I realize you have bigger goals, but what does it mean to win the Atlantic Division? Yeah, Abby just told me that when I did the TV interview. I don't even know what divisions are for anymore, other than um, tiebreakers and playoff scenarios like last year, right? So. Um, you know, it's not something that that we necessarily set as a concrete goal, but um, you know, Toronto's a heck of a team, and um, you know, to even be um, you know at you know at a level where um, you know throughout an 81 game, 82 game season that we're at the top of that division, I guess that means something. But it's not something we've talked about, and you know, I guess in Boston, you only talk about one goal, right? And so everything else is leading up to that. In the uh, third quarter, they hit you guys with an 18 to five run. Um, they went to the line like four straight possessions, five straight possessions. Yeah, they're, they're, they're second or third in the last 12 or in the last 22 games since the All Star break of uh, getting to the foul line. And you know they they're playing Hollis Jefferson at the four, and so they have. Most of the time, four hard-driving guys and then a five that can really draw fouls in Lopez. So um, that's not unique to us that they got to the foul line on us. But, um, you know, hey, I didn't think we played very well in that stretch. But I thought we were really good before that. Coach, it looks like Avery's back to full strength out there. Just how important is the, the timing of that, especially with the playoffs about to begin? Yeah, it's important. Um, you know, I, I've told Avery all along that these, these last five games or so since he's been back, um, maybe it's four games now, like these are really important for him. So, um, you know, I agree with you. His cuts looked really sharp. Uh, he came off those screens and made shots at the end of the Charlotte game, and he continued that in this game. Um, He's a big, important part of our, you know, chance moving forward. Coach, obviously you had the big lead. You let them back in the game. Are you getting to the point at the season where the final result is really the only thing that matters, or do you still worry about those stretches where you guys let some of these teams get No, I mean, we haven't been very good in those stretches, you know, and so um, we've been fortunate that it hasn't come back to, to bite us, um, but we got to get better at that. Our guys know it. I mean, it's all we were talking about during the Charlotte game, after the Charlotte game, in the locker room, today before the game. Um, that's what they were talking about in the huddle um, when we took the big lead. And then, um, you know, I think it's – I do think there is a – there is a little bit easier to play when you're down like that because it's – you know, there's not quite as much pressure on you, right? But 
we have to play a lot better than we have in the last two games with the league. When and Cleveland's lost, you guys can control your own destiny as far as getting that top seed. How does that change the focus with this last game of the season for you? Um, I mean, I don't think it changed the focus. Um, we just want to, I guess, can just control what we can control, really. At the, at, the, at the end of the day, that's all we can worry about. We can't worry about anything else. So we got to be locked in. I mean, we got to just, especially for the last game, continue to play the right way, get some more momentum going into the playoffs. For all the ups and downs that you guys have been through this year, and you talk about you know, controlling what you can control, you can control being the top seed in the yeah. East, considering all that you've gone through. Just talk a little bit about just what that, that, that means to you. I mean, it means a lot. I mean, it, it says a lot about this team. I mean, we've been through ups and downs, like you said. We've been through a lot of injuries this year. Haven't been that healthy for the most part, but we just kept going. That says a lot about who we are. We just, no matter what the situation was, we just kept going and tried to continue to get better each and every day, and that's what we did. And we put ourselves in a good position at the end of the season. And does it mean something to you to win a division championship? I mean, I've never won one, so yeah. I mean, all these... Things that we're doing this year means a lot to me. I mean, even trying to finish the season number one seed, that means a lot to me, I mean, personally. So hopefully we can get that. You guys get to the point where, I mean, you've had last game, you blew the lead, you were losing, you came back and won this. Tonight it was 27, it cut down to six. Are you guys getting to the point where the end result is all that matters, or are you still concerned with these stretches? I mean, the end result is what all that matters, but we definitely got to do a better job of controlling the game when we have big leads. Not saying to keep the lead at 27, but we just got to continue to play the right way. We kind of get um, comfortable when we have those leads, and I got to do a better job of controlling the controlling everything out there and making sure we're, we're playing the right way, um, especially when it comes time for the playoffs. If we do have big leads, we got to, because every possession counts, so we got to be, we got to be even more locked in. Were you watching the Cavs game in the back? Yeah, we were a little bit. Uh, what was the reaction? I mean, they turned the, they turned the game off, so I didn't I didn't know they won to uh, about right before I came back in. How, how much did you think about it? The, the game, their you game. The number one seed, and how much you know? You guys are pretty focused, but I mean, me, I thought about it a lot. This, I think it's pretty cool to be the number one seed, and hopefully, we can finish the season that way. I mean, it says a lot about this group. I don't think anybody. Thought we would be in this position, so it's, it's a nice feeling. Avery said he's feeling like he's back to full strength. Just about how, how big is his health, especially? I mean, you know how much you missed him last year in the playoffs. Um, it's good to have him healthy, especially at the start of the playoffs. So he helps a lot on both ends of the floor. And for us to be who we want to be, we I mean, we need him to be healthy. So I'm, I'm glad he is, and I'm glad he's feeling like himself. You guys got the lead got cut to six, and then. You got Al open for a couple of big buckets. Is it nice to see someone else kind of step up in those moments? Yeah, I mean, Coach drew up some some good plays to get Al popping back for a jumper or, or um, attacking the basket going right. And Al's a guy that nine times out of ten makes the right play. So, um, he was in position to score, and he made he made some key plays down the stretch. How much of that with him is, is sometimes you guys have to sometimes get him to be you know obviously he's a great passer, but say okay sometimes the right play is for you to be aggressive and make the shot yourself? Um, sometimes, I mean, I'm on him sometimes about looking at the basket first because sometimes he's always trying to pass and um, he doesn't know how open he really is. But, I mean, he, his basketball IQ is so high, he knows what to do for the most part. So 
Sometimes you just gotta remind them here and there to be a little selfish. Are you beginning to look more for him now and over the last month or so? I know that's a couple of the guys. I mean, him, he's been, for the most part, he's been the guy that's making the plays for us. Um, I mean, he's been leading us in assists a lot of the games the past few weeks. So he's a guy that we, we depend on him to have the ball in his hand, especially when he gets a rebound, because most of the time he makes the right play. So he's a good playmaker. Thank you. Thanks.